Claire, I'm looking for has an M in their name. Claire Moniz, run. We need to cancel cancer in the realm of the spirit. I saw this person's life that I mentioned end because of that. Is that the truth? That's the truth. I don't know why. In the realm of the spirit, when she was standing back there, I heard a name like Narek. In fact, the name is connected to like a similar name that you have. You have. Why do I see two men standing by you? Were you married before? Once, twice, three times? In the realm of the spirit, I saw the spiritual son of Samuel, not so. Who did Samuel anoint king? David. Do you know David? Yes. I don't know why. When I looked at you, I saw Mary's cousin. My mother's name is Mary, and I'm the sister-in-law of these two, and their mother's name is Mary. Mary Elizabeth. Who is Christian? I saw somebody else. In French, I'll say Jeanne. Uh, yeah, my mom is Janine. What is like a, an M? I'm seeing like it's like a traditional name. Mavuidi, that's my middle name. <laughs> Professor. You know what 312 is? What is 312? In Chicago. What, what city are you from? Um, I'm from Oak Park. There's Oak Park also in Chicago. I saw a woman with a name that starts with a T, but this is like in Zimbabwe, not somebody from here. I know you, Tanya Radzwa. Who is that? She's my ex. No wonder you took me home. <laughs> I saw a link jump from, from you to him. And what, what's your full name? Oh, that's why. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I saw Drake the musician. That's my little brother. And then I saw a person like I don't know if it's Warren or what's your dad's name? In the spirit. I saw David in heaven playing harp and I saw you sitting there with angels. There's a great unction of worship upon you. She's a what? Worship leader. Professor. I don't know why. I saw a nest spinning in the realm of the spirit. As I'm listening to God, I'm trying to understand. My name. What is it? Saeed. Professor. Dial this number. Five, two, two, another two, another two. Ask. What is M A R T like Matt or something? Last name Martino. In the realm of the spirit, I saw the hand of the Lord upon you. And when I saw the hand of the Lord upon you, I saw you standing among the twelve apostles of Jesus. What, what's your full name? Just Paul. Fire. Mama, who has a name that starts with an O? Because in the spirit, when I looked at you. I saw a name written on your forehead. It began with O. How do you say it? What's the name? O. Lawrence. O. Lawrence. Do you know anybody called Michael? I will be her ex-husband. Come close. Two steps. How many children do you have? I have two boys. Walk back two, two steps. Where's your mom? Here. Mom, come. How many children do you have? 
How many steps did I make you walk? Faith and fear are exactly the same thing. Fear and faith are all fed by knowledge that you possess. You empower your faith by the truths that you know to the point that your faith overflows, that it cannot be contained anymore, that it becomes your reflex. Fear is a spirit also that is fed by false information, that you believe in it so much that it empowers that spirit. So if you keep thinking, I'm going to die, things are going to happen, things are bad, what you're doing is you're giving power. It's still faith because it takes you to totally believe in that information. So you function according to what you acknowledge and you feed. You see, some of you, you are wishing, but you don't understand that God gives you according to the value you possess. You see, a lot of people want finances. They chase after money, but they don't understand money does not come to you because you're chasing the bag. That's foolishness. Every wealthy person is because they have a value that exchanges for money. Bill Gates was the wealthiest man on the earth because he offered something to the world, value on earth that nobody else could offer Come in on. his time. That made him the most wealthiest person. Then another man came, the Amazon guy, what's his name again, Jeff? Jeff Bezos came. He offered another service beyond what the creator of Microsoft could do. And his value increased even far more than Bill Gates could. Why? Not because he was chasing money, not because he was working hard, not because he's the most prayerful person, yeah. simply because he understands the principle of value. Let me tell you something. There was an idea of business that you had. <laughs> but the issue is it is not moving because you are bumping heads. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. I told her, man. What did you tell her? The delay. Yes. I told her since November. Yes. I've been telling her. I said, I see a speed of the lane. Yes. And I told her, I said, if you don't align with me, this thing is not going to be the way God wants it to be. Yes. Because it's like that log ahead is there. Man. Let me tell you, it was November 17th. You are. Zoom, zoom, zoom. The realm of the spirit. I saw an x ray. And I saw it even turning into a neurological yes. issue. Can I say it? Huh? He had a stroke at, how was he, 17? 17. Ask her if what I said was true. What he said, is it true? Tell her, she didn't yes. hear what I said. She said yes. Did she hear what I said about neurological Did problems? Did you hear what he said about yeah, problems with his brain? Yes, yeah, that's correct. In the realm of the spirit, I saw something, prophet. Look at this. God showed me what this year shall look for you. Your prophesy is too small. You're quenching my spirit. Prophesy! Maybe I should prophesy other people. I saw into your next year. Amen. And I saw how God was going to bless you. Amen. And Go I deep. saw and I was in your wedding. In fact, I was the one marrying you. Go deep. Go deep. And as I saw this vision, 
I saw how you are dressed. I saw the white gown that you are dressed in. And I saw you walking and I saw how the wedding will go amazing. But the Lord showed me something and took me into your blood and God took me into your blood and pushed me into the past. Go deep, go deep. I went into the past and I saw a man called Williams. Mm, that's my dad. Professor. No. no, this is not even your father. Like, Wait, Granddad. I went into the past. <laughs> I am going to the one that gave birth to your father. And I saw a man that his name was Williams. Yes. But I saw him producing some children. Mm -hmm. yes. And when I looked at him, I saw somebody like Winston. Oh my God, that's my uncle. But then I saw somebody else that he produced, like Jason. Yes, that is my other uncle. <laughs> but then when I saw him producing these children, oh I saw your father going to Atlanta. Yes. Yes. And when your father went to, I don't know, you're, you're not ready for this. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. The Lord Jesus took me to Atlanta. Yeah. And I saw your father and your mother. Yes. And I saw the month of May. Yeah, that is my birth month. In 1986. That is my birth year. You're not ready. The Lord took me to 1986 in the month of May. Yes. What is May? That's my birth month and year. In the spirit, I saw David in heaven playing harp, and I saw you sitting there with angels. There's a great unction of worship upon you. She's a what? Worship leader. I don't know why I saw an S spinning in the realm of the spirit as I'm listening to God I'm trying to understand it's my name what is it Saeed prophesy dial this number five two two another two another two ask what is M A R T like Matt or something in the realm of the spirit I saw the hand of the Lord upon you. And when I saw the hand of the Lord upon you, I saw you standing among the 12 apostles of Jesus. What, what's your full name? Just Paul. Fire! Mama, who has a name that starts with an O? Because in the spirit, when I looked at you, I saw a name written on your forehead. It began with O. How do you say it? What's the name? O. Lawrence. O. Lawrence. Do you know anybody called Michael? I will be her ex-husband. Come close. Two steps. How many children do you have? I have two boys. Walk back two, two steps. Where's your mom? Here. Mom, come. How many children do you have? How many steps did I make you walk?
hears you, sees your tears too, fights your fears too, time after time, he has spoken to the lost and the broken, ocean to ocean. In the prophets today, for the sinners, the saints, he answers his children by fire. fire. All the prayers that you pray, not a one goes to waste. He answers his children by fire. fire.
never get enough I just fall more in love Every day with you Tell me all your mysteries My quiet heart is listening Carry me I just wanna get closer 
God bless you all. This is Prophet Lovi Elia and I'm so excited to be here with you this afternoon or this evening depending on where you are in the world and uh, I'm just blessed by the Lord and I thank the Lord Jesus for the opportunity to speak to you and to be in your homes or at work or while you're driving wherever you may be. I'm just thankful to the Lord Jesus for the opportunity to minister unto you because you are his precious people. Amen. I'm always humbled by the grace that God has given me to minister to his people because the most important person here is not Prophet Lovi Elia, it is you. Because I was given a mandate by God to care for you, to look after you. So the special person here uh, is you. And I'm given and I thank God for the grace and I thank the Lord for the honor he has given me to be able to minister and to touch you. So I'm grateful to the, the, to the living God and, and uh, I can't wait for us to go deeper into what we started yesterday night, last night. Uh, I'm going a little bit earlier today. I wish I could come on earlier, but um, I believe this is not a bad time, but I'm, 
I thank God uh, for the opportunity to be here now because uh, I want to keep some time for later for my family and so that I can also be in prayer. But uh, I, I want you to share this, let somebody know that the prophet is on and the Lord is going to bless us tremendously because God has something special just for you. Amen. The Lord has something special just for you. I'll say it again. The Lord Jesus has something special just for you. Amen. Yesterday I had some amazing, amazing time with, uh, with uh, my son. Um, I call him the Bishop uh, Superstar Richard Jones. We had a good time speaking about this subject. And um, I thank God that, <coughs> bless me, uh, for how many people are touched by it. And I'm excited to see how much deeper people will go by it because it's it's very important for you to understand who you are so many people uh, um, i always see people say i know my identity i belong to him i belong to him i belong to him but this teaching tells you who you really are amen it's easy to say i'm american it's easy to say i'm kenyan it's easy to say i'm congolese it's easy to say i'm russian it's easy to say i'm filipino i'm um, or filipina it's easy to say your whatever nationality you want to be. But when you're put among those people, will you reflect the same thing that those natives live by? Mm, that's good. That is the question. When angels come around, when angels come around, When an angel come around, are you going to be alike? Yeah, I don't know if somebody is hearing me. Hallelujah. Are you going to be able to be somebody that can fit in the puzzle of God? Amen. If you can't do that, then you're not really a Christian. I thank you for all those who are using Super Chat. My daughter, Anna, God bless you. Uh, my daughter, Chantel, God bless you. Fabian, oh, God bless you. Uh, Lisa, God bless you. Uh, Bishop Matthew, God bless you. Uh, I thank God for all of you. And uh, this, this is so important for you to understand this. Uh, Facebook, are you there? Kadabashiki dibia badabadabaya. Lebrande gisha akupaya teleba katush. Lebrande kidia bakasukatayaba. Lebedebede besaki dibiyama. Lebradiga akubaya. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's very important so that you don't have titles that you speak of that you don't know what you are. Yesterday I went very deep on some of these things. If you missed it, please watch it because of time. I'm going to go straight to the next part. I want you to share this as many times as you can. Uh, my big sister Amina is on. God bless you. And all my sons and daughters that are on here, the whole Elia family, God bless you and God increase you. And uh, may my grace that the Lord Jesus has given to me, may it work for you in whatever you desire and every endeavor that you have. Amen. May the prophetic ability in me also be given in you. In Jesus' name, be given to you. Now, li listen to this. We're going to continue immediately. Uh, Periscope, I love you. And uh, Instagram, I also love you. 
Hallelujah. We're going to go straight. Uh, somebody said, speak French, prophet. <laughs> Why would I speak to French? No, not a lot of people. I know we have some French, uh, French speakers, but uh, it, it would not be of any benefit. Bandile Priest, God bless you and everybody else on, uh, on Instagram Live. All right, let's go straight into it. Who is and what is a Christian? I explained some more yesterday. Please, if you missed part one, please go, go and watch it because I'm going to continue. <laughs> Tia, all I will say is uh, um, Guten Tag. Let's speak uh, some German. <laughs> so let's move straight into it. Now watch this. This is second day. So if you missed, missed the first day, make sure you watch the first day. This is the second day. And this is one of the most important things that you can learn. Now listen to this carefully. A Christian is one that believes in the finished work of the cross. I'll say that again. A Christian is somebody that believes in the finished work of the cross. This is where a lot of believers have problems. I'll say it again. This is where a lot of believers have issues. This is where a lot, a lot of believers have so many problems is that they don't understand the finished work of the cross. Now, if you don't comprehend what the Lord Jesus fulfilled and accomplished on the cross, then what is your Christianity based on? What is your faith based on? To say I believe in God does not make you a Christian. Even the devil believes in God. To say I fear God is well and good, but even the devil fears and trembles in his presence. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the fact that anybody can believe in God, but which God are you believing in? Remember, Jehovah God, the God of all creation, Yahweh, Elohim, he is fully seen in human nature through Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Every other time he was manifested in the world, he was manifested through men and women. But they could not fully express him in the flesh because they had errors mm -hmm. and mistakes. So there was always a limitation to how much of God they can display. Even Moses with all his greatness, John the Baptist with all his greatness, Elijah with all his greatness, Enoch with all his greatness that he was even raptured before the rapture. All these men f fell short. Shame. So if you are going to say, I am a Christian, I, 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 I believe and I fear God, God looks at the heart. If you don't know the finished work of the cross, you are still not a Christian. You are still learning to be one. <laughs> because there's a difference between receiving the life of God that takes you to heaven and being a Christian. Those are two different things. So your faith should be centered in the finished work of the cross. Some Christians only believe that Jesus died for us And he rose again. Mm -hmm. So on the last day I will rise up. Even though that is one of the things that the cross came to do, that's not it. Mm 
It's not the full story. You see, we don't wait for eternal life when we'll be raised up. Yeah. If you understand the finished work of the cross, you know that eternal life is already with you. When you understand the finished work of the cross, it's not difficult to believe in healing. You have problems believing in healing, deliverance, blessing, transformation, because you have not fully embraced the cross. You have embraced parts of the cross you have embraced parts of the cross, but the point is to receive the whole cross. Yeah. So when the Lord Jesus was saying, he that loves me must carry his cross and follow me. What was he talking about? I want somebody to really think about it. Now, that question is valid now. Yeah. If you use your mind and you really sit down and think, Jesus is saying, carry your cross and follow me. What is the Lord saying? He's saying embrace. Because remember, it's not about mm. his cross. He says, my yoke is lighter. So meaning what I'm carrying is lighter. Learn from me. Take it from me. So he has given us his cross. His cross should not be heavy because we didn't need to do any work. Mm. So when people here carry your cross daily, they think it's a burden the way he struggled. No, God doesn't believe in works. Yeah. Because he did all the works. So the question is, if you don't believe in the finished work of the cross, you will be among those people who are trying to please God by works. You're trying to offer God something that you cannot offer him. This is a very interesting fact about God. God does not receive anything that he did not provide. Because he likes what he has given. God is like that child that gives you a toy that he loves so much but he's waiting for you to give it back. <laughs> That's how God is. Because there's nothing of value you can give God. Yeah. Except that which is of value that he gave to you. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that means something. That is why there's no good without God. You can go feed all the homeless in the world. God will not care. But if he gives you a dollar and you go and give it to a poor person, then it means something because you used what is his. Yeah. Because it goes beyond just doing something good, but it goes into the spiritual aspect of it. Because God is a spirit. Yeah. The only reason why the Lord Jesus could, the reason why uh, God the Father could receive the sacrifice of the Son, because it was Him. That's why you no know human could do it. Yeah. So God made a covenant with Himself for Himself on behalf of mankind. So God is only receiving what is his. So when we say you deserve the glory, it means the glory is not ours. <laughs> we are reminding him it's yours. <laughs> Do you think God doesn't know that? When we worship him, we're not giving him something new. He is worthy of worship. It means that it is due for him. So there is nothing we can offer God that is not already his. So when people say, well, I have nothing to give you by my heart. No, God is not interested in your heart. Can I tell you something funny? 
God is not even obsessed about souls. As much as God wants people to be saved, he wants it. But he's not obsessed by souls. What is he obsessed by? His will. Wow. His will goes beyond just people coming to him. That's why he gave it such an option. That is why it's called love. He proved his love because it's not necessary to do. Are you getting it? Yeah, yeah. If I have to do something, if I'm doing something because I am obliged to do it, it's not love. But if I do something that I, know I don't need to do, but I do it with everything I mean, I, 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 I do it with every single intention within me, mm -hmm. then it becomes love. Yeah. So God loves souls, but he's not obsessed by them because you don't change his status as God. If one person says, I want you, Jesus, I give you my life, or no one does, it doesn't change that he's God. He's the same forever. He's not changing. He's not transforming. <laughs> he's not becoming anything. So we need him. He doesn't need us. Is everybody following? We're following. Is everybody following? Is everybody following? He doesn't need us. We need him. So the worship and all those things, as much as they are good, God has his other agendas. Remember, we are not the only creation. Eh? <laughs> That's why when David woke up to this reality, David said something interesting. David something very, said something very, very profound. He said, who is man that you acknowledge him, that you're mindful of him? His life but is like a vapor. It's here and it's gone. Who is man that you visit him? He was shocked. Why is this great God interested in, in little old me yeah. and nothing like me? It's because God is love. But don't mistake his love for desperation. He's not. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. He is not desperate. God is not desperate at all. So this is very, very, very important for you to get in your spirit, for you to get in your soul, for you to get in your mind, that a Christian is one that has believed in the finished work, not soon to be finished work, but in the finished work, in the finished work, in the finished work. So a believer needs to understand the benefits of receiving, of receiving the fullness of what was accomplished in the cross. Yeah. If you don't have that, no wonder when you see people prophesying, you say they are false. You'll not be able to tell what is fake and what is true because you're living in confusion. You don't even know what Jesus did on the cross. 
when people see you dressing nicely, uh, when they see a man of God saying, God wants to prosper you, they'll say, no, God is not interested in prosperity. That's a lie. For he became poor so that even though he was rich, he became poor so that through his poverty, you may become rich. They will say spiritually rich. So Jesus was spiritually poor. <laughs> For you to become spiritual, it doesn't make any kind of sense. So this is a mindset that people carry and they don't comprehend. If you look at Jesus as our Lord's status spiritually, he was loaded spiritually. He was so pregnant spiritually. Mm -hmm. What was in him was burning so much that wherever he went, he healed them all. Wherever he went, he delivered them all. Yeah. So he was not spiritually poor. For all those who tried to say he was spiritually poor, no, on the contrary, very spiritually rich. Yeah. But notice this, he chose a life of poverty to pay the price so that you can be rich. Because poverty is a result of a curse. So the Lord Jesus took curses. Sickness is because of a curse and sin. So he took on himself everything that was nasty and ugly. Went to kill it and die with it on the cross. So that you can have the opposite. But if you don't know what was accomplished on the cross, you have debates about what you should have and yet Jesus settled it. You'll be fighting your neighbor, ah, you shouldn't have so much, ah, it's wrong to have this, it's wrong to have that. You just need to give your life, you just, ah, ah. You'll be confused because you don't know the one that you're trying to worship and follow, what he came to do. Yeah. So basically, automatically you'll be in confusion. Ah, YouTube, are you there? YouTube, are you there? Glory to God. I see the uh, Richard Jones is on, huh? Bishop. <laughs> Bishop Jones, you're welcome. Uh, thank you for always uh, showing me honor, my son. God bless you. And um, Caroline Edmund, God bless you, daughter. So that's the number one problem. So give yourself a homework. Or give yourself homework. Go and study what the cross actually accomplished. I promise you, you understand what the cross accomplished. Your whole Christian life changes. Amen. But if you don't know, you'll be begging and praying for things that are already inside of you. Number two, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Colossians 1, 13. Colossians 1. 13. Amen. Uh-huh. Colossians 1, 13. Mm -hmm. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? And hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So, the number one thing after you have received the cross, you have to understand that you're no longer in the kingdom of what? Darkness. What does that mean? It means you need to stop talking about demons. 
a lot of believers who struggle with demons is because they think they're in the reach of demons. If they operate through darkness, and if they are darkness, and you are in the light, mm -hmm. how will they touch you? Yet light can shine in the midst of darkness, darkness cannot overpower it. Mm -hmm. Light can go where darkness is and it will disperse darkness. Facebook, are you there? So do you really know what kingdom you're in? So it's easy to say, I am a child of God. But do you know what it means to be a citizen of light, of the light? You see, you're not a citizen of heaven. Because heaven is the land of angels. <laughs> you are citizen of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus. His kingdom. His kingdom is not heaven. His kingdom is, ex is expanded and is extended even on earth. That is what the Lord Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. Our Father who art in heaven, Allah be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth. The Lord Jesus said, if somebody tells you the kingdom of God is over there, the kingdom of God is over here, don't believe them for the kingdom of, where, of God is where? Within you. So you are citizen of the kingdom, not, the, not heaven. Heaven is not a kingdom. Heaven is an extension of that kingdom. Do you realize that when the Lord Jesus, the second coming of the Lord comes, happens, mm -hmm. and then the great battle of Megiddo, because the rapture is not the second coming. There's a difference between the rapture and the second coming. I think I taught about this, yeah. right? The second coming of Christ, after the whole, he settles everything and the wicked are punished and there is a new heaven and a new earth. What does the Bible say? And I saw a new Jerusalem descending from heaven. Which heaven? We don't know. Yeah. But there is a city that is already built <laughs> that will be planted on earth and we will rule with him here. What you don't understand, let me tell you something. I don't know if I should say this because I may have to delete the video if I say this. Chai. You can't delete this one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's, uh, let's make a decision, guys. Because if I say what I'm going to say, you might not like what I'm saying. And it may be too much information. I have to delete it. I feel like we need to rewatch this message. Bro. <laughs> I don't know. If, if they want me to go there, I will say it. <laughs> and if I say it, I will have to. I may have to. I may have to. Some people are saying teach it in the Zoom class. Maybe I should teach it in the Zoom class. But let me not be stingy. I will share it. If it's too much information, I will delete it. But if it's not, I don't think it's too much. I think it's balanced. And if you are somebody who is reasonable and you understand scripture, you will get it. Okay? I will start by showing you this verse. Okay? <laughs> let me start by showing you this verse. I think if I show you this verse, I will be safe. I won't need to delete it. <laughs> uh, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Let me show you something. <laughs> okay, I want you to go to 
Ephesians chapter 4. This, this, will make it, this, will make, this will make it nice. It will make, it, it will, it will make you understand something. It will not, it will not freak you out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory <laughs> Go to God. verse 10. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 10. All right. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 10. Uh-huh. He that has descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens. So we know there are many heavens. Above what? All heavens. Meaning the heaven that you think about is one location. <laughs> above what? All heavens. Repeat it again. Above what? All heavens. Do you know why the Bible says that God is omnipotent? It means there has to be evidence that proves that He is everywhere at the same time. So if there are other heavens, now when you read the Bible, Paul says such a, such a very interesting statement. He said, I once knew a man who was caught up even to the third heaven. So he was not in the first heaven, not the second heaven, but he was caught up to what? The third heaven. But in the third heaven, he also saw the throne of God. So if you go to the first heaven, you will also see what? The throne of, the God. Throne of God. If you go to the fifth heaven, you will also see what? The throne, the throne of God. God. If you go to the 15th heaven, you also see what? The, the throne, throne of God. God. But remember, all these spheres and all these dimensions is inhabited by different kinds of beings. All these heavens. That is why we have the choirs of heaven or what when we say choir, I'm not saying meaning the people who sing. Mm -hmm. Choir means a band or ranking of angels. We know where seraphims live is not where cherubims live. Yeah. We know where cherubims live is not where offerlims live. We know where the offerlim live is not where the, 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 the eons live or the powers lives or dominion live. We know they all live in different dimensions. They can visit whatever realm. We know where the, the, uh, 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 the seraphims are is not where the, the, watch, the watchers are. We know where the seven spirits of God are, the seven archangels, not just the seven spirits. I'm not talking about the seven spirits of God. I'm talking about the seven chief angels that sometimes people call archangels, even though the word arch just means chief angel mm -hmm. because their chief is, is subject to whatever. But the seven spirits are different from all the other angelic beings, the ones that stand in the presence of God, that have seen God himself. But sin God himself according to what realm? According to their realm. Because God fills all things. So if they say we have seen God, it means they have seen God at a higher degree compared to the other heavens. Mm, that's good. YouTube, are you there? I'm trying to uh, establish something here. And I'm trying to say it in a way that will not make somebody like get confused or be... So look at this. 
Watch this and capture this the best way that you can. <laughs> Somebody said presidential deep. Look at this, right? Capture this. So, if every heaven has the same throne of God, the same manifestation of God, according to that dimension, when the will of God is established on earth, what will earth also become? Remember the word heaven simply means a place that is perfected. So heaven doesn't mean it's far above in the clouds. <laughs> you know, sometimes people think that, that when you think about heaven, you're thinking about clouds and somebody with a harp. This earth is, a, remember the garden used to be here and the garden is still here. A paradise is a, is a way to compare something that it's better than the other. Yeah. Heaven means a perfected place where there is no sorrow, there is no this, meaning they are comparing it to something. Mm -hmm. So when they're saying in the beginning, the Lord created the heavens and the earth, what are they comparing it to? Can I be honest with you? Yes. Let me just yes, give you yes. something small and then I'll, I'll move on to the next thing. When the devil was thrown out of heaven, <laughs> Go deeper. <laughs> when the devil was thrown out of heaven, evil spirits or, 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 or demons, not evil spirits, but demons, because there's a difference between demons and evil spirits. Mm -hmm. Demons are fallen angels. Fallen angels don't like to be bound or earthbound. They like to function from the heavens. And when I'm talking about the heavens, I'm talking about the intermediate state whereby it's like a spiritual border between the natural world and the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. This is why you find when Daniel was fasting and praying, the prince of the power of the air could block Gabriel from accessing, coming through, meaning it is like a checkpoint that they were controlling. Because they were thrown out of the heavens, so they found these lower spheres where the watchers used to be in charge. And they settled there. Now you understand why some watchers even fell. So let me explain to you something and let me just make it brief. And let me, I'm not, I don't mean to speak about heaven, even though I've had experiences there. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you something. That's why the devil is called the prince of the power of what? The air. So he's operating from somewhere in the heavens, right? Yeah. So what about beings, because God has never created voids. So what about beings that used to function in that realm? It means they were affected. That is why some watchers actually fell. Because remember, the devil is a cherubim, so he operated from the high heavens. Mm -hmm. Not the highest heaven, but one of the high heavens. Yeah. So when he's kicked out and he falls to the lower spheres, he has power to corrupt other beings. Yeah. So in short, when the devil was kicked out of heaven, he made other worlds fall. That in itself should justify me to delete this. No, please don't.
This is too good. You can't delete this <laughs> one. <laughs> there are more than seven heavens. Ah, way more. They are called realms of light. There is a reason. <laughs> you serve an infinite God. Do you realize that even science tells you that the universe is still expanding? And this is the physical dimension. We're not talking about the spiritual dimension or the spiritual sphere. Anyway, this, <laughs> this itself might warrant me to delete this because a lot of religious people won't get it. Even though I said it, uh, I said it in the most easiest way to say it. Or the simplest way. So if Jesus is ascending above all heavens, he's telling you that God is not in heaven. <laughs> because he goes above, can you read it again? <laughs> he is manifested in heaven. If he's going above all heavens, why? <laughs> so there is, a, there is a location beyond heaven. <laughs> I'm just trying to help people. Yeah, go, go read Ephesians 4 verse 10. Uh -huh. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens. I keep reading. That he might fill all things. So it means that there is a place that when you go above all heavens, you have the ability to what? Fill everything. Because that's where he can be in his true form. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, let, me not, let me not continue. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, are you there? So it wasn't just above all heavens. Remember what the Bible says above. that the devil drew a third of the stars. What stars? Aha. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Because remember, the Bible just says, and there was war in heaven. And the devil fought against Michael, and Michael fought against him, and he did not prevail. And he was, when he was thrown out, the dragon took a third of the stars, meaning he corrupted others after he was kicked out. It's common sense. If you really read it, you will understand what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is not necessary for salvation. I'm just trying to show you that the little that you know about God, or I know about God, there is way more beyond that. So you belong to the kingdom of light. All this came from just me saying you belong to the kingdom of light. Jesus, Chai. my Lord, <laughs> you belong to the kingdom of light. You don't belong to the kingdom of darkness. So it means if I belong to the kingdom of light, it means that the virtues of the realm or the kingdom of light I have access to. Mm -hmm. Meaning, depending on how I walk, I can access resources from every part of the kingdom of God. Even the highest heaven can be available for me because I am in the kingdom of light. So what Uriel may have, what Michael may have, what Gabriel may have, is available for me because I'm part of the kingdom. So they are not beyond my reach and I not beyond theirs. So when you're talking about I am a child of the kingdom of light, you need to comprehend what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, go down, go down. 
Um, uh, Patricia Ashaba says, well, it is not dom well, it is no domain higher than the highest heaven of God. The Bible speaks of three heavens. Listen, uh, that's a good attempt, but you have to understand, if you're talking about heaven, anything called heaven is a created place. Genesis chapter 1, God created the heaven and the earth. It means it's a created place. Mm -hmm. I cannot live in a place that I'm creating. It means I have to exist beyond any creation. Mm -hmm. So if the Bible is only speaking about, remember, the Bible is not even telling you that Jesus went to the highest heaven. He, it says he went above all, even the highest heaven. So where did he go? So there is no heaven of God because all heavens belong to God. I'm just trying to make you <laughs> above all. The Bible does not speak of three heavens. It's Paul that is saying that I was caught up to the third heaven. So if he's saying I was caught up to the third heaven, he's not telling you that the third heaven is the ultimate. Mm -hmm. He's saying that's how far he went. It's not an established statement. It's an ex he's, he's expressing his experience of how far he went. So notice what the Lord Jesus said. He says this. Now, I want you to understand this statement, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to decide, understand this statement. The Lord Jesus said something. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going to my Father, who is your Father, my God, who is also your God. I'm going to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. Wait. My father's house, there are many mansions. Now, if you understand spiritual language, you understand the house is not talking about a, a, a place. He's talking about a person. I wish somebody could get this. The Bible says Jesus gave an example. He gave an analogy. He said, if an evil spirit is kicked out of a house, the evil spirit goes and finds seven more wicked spirits more than itself and he comes and occupies the house. And the man's condition becomes worse than before. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus is saying, I go in my father's house, there are many mentions. What is he saying? You are thinking of heaven. He's talking about a place within his God. Mm -hmm. He's saying in my father's house, meaning in my father's being. You cannot have mansions inside of a house. Guys, this is spiritual language. This is a spiritual language. He's not speaking earthly language. He's saying, I am not of this world. So he's speaking of something else. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm about to throw my phone. <laughs> don't throw it, please. Don't break your phone. We need you to be live. <laughs> YouTube, are you there? How can I tell you, in my house, there are many mansions. What? That, that, that statement doesn't make sense unless you understand spiritual language. No. 
This I experienced myself. What I'm telling you, I saw it myself. And I've shared it before. I won't share it today, but I've, I've shared it before. I saw how creation is, is held up, all of creation. In a mighty vision, a few years ago, and I came back and I, it's changed my, all I'm telling you is by experience. I'm not telling you something that I was told. I'm just proving to you by scripture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How can I tell you? It's like, you know, if I tell you in my house, there are many beds, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. If I say in my house, there are many couches, makes sense. Mm -hmm. If I say in my house, there are many bathrooms, makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if I tell you in my house, there are many mansions, how can I fit a mansion inside of a house? A mansion is bigger than a house. Mm -hmm. Unless a house is talking about the house is meaning something else. Yeah. In my father's house. So he's talking about his father's house. He's talking about the father's being. Because remember the word father means source. Mm -hmm. Father does not mean dad. <laughs> So he's saying within the source, there are big places that you can occupy in him. He was speaking about spiritual ranking. Yeah. Because we have people who are houses, we have people who are temples, we have people who are nations. So Abraham being a nation means his spiritual capacity could carry a whole nation. So Abraham was not a house, he was what? A nation. I feel like a, sh is this making sense? Yeah. Maybe it's uh, going above people's, is this making sense? No, it's making sense. Is this uh, going in one ear or coming out the other ear? <laughs> it's going in and staying This in. is why you need to be a disciple because if you don't allow yourself to be a disciple, you cannot receive these things. You will never enter into these truths. You will never know them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Periscope, are you there? You see, the problem I, I was telling you the other day, was it yesterday, I was saying, when you hear a prophet really speak, it can sound heretic unless you know scripture. If you don't know the Bible, you think this is person is a devil worshiper. <laughs> but if you know scripture and you can put the puzzle together, yeah. then he hits you like, oh, I get it. It changes you. So it's like we know the church is not a building. The church is a person. Yeah. So you see, these are spiritual codes, spiritual lingo. So when you're in the kingdom of light, you even understand the language of the light. YouTube, are you there? 
So God doesn't live in heaven. He's simply manifested in heaven because heaven is a created place. He made those places for angels. <laughs> so if he's living in a heaven, it means he's a created being. Mm -hmm. So when people are thinking that the church has been shut down, the church hasn't been shut down. The, 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 the gathering place of the church has been shut down. <laughs> it's still alive and well. It's doing just fine. So I understand you're in the kingdom of light. I went to other places that I shouldn't have gone, but I just wanted you to understand that. Not I shouldn't have gone, but I wanted you to get that. Number three, you are in the world, but not of it. This is very important. Mm -hmm. You are in the world, but not of it. You are in the world, but not of it. <laughs> uh, Bishop Jones is uh, deep. He said, you hold the word of life. Papa, where could we go? It's grace. It's the grace of God. You are in the world, not of it. So after you belong to the kingdom of light, you are sent into the natural world. But so many of you don't understand that you are in it but not of it. There's a huge difference between being in the world and being of the world. Yeah. John 17, 16. John 17, 16. Thank you, Elohim. Thank you, Elohim. Amen. Yes. Uh -huh. John 17, 16. Mm -hmm. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So Jesus is saying you're not of the world. So it means that a Christian is not attached to this world. So many people cannot fully become a follower of Christ because remember Jesus said, where I go, you can, so you can follow. I'm showing you the way to where I am so that you may be there. A true believer is attached to where Jesus is. He's not attached to the material world. Mm. That doesn't mean you don't need material things. It means you're not controlled, obsessed, and consumed by them. Mm -hmm. You use them as tools. The same way you can use a plate, be done with it, wash it, and put it away. You don't hold it everywhere. You don't walk with it everywhere. You, it's just a tool. It's just a tool. A lot of believers start to fall when God starts blessing them. A lot of believers start falling when God starts blessing them. Men of God become womanizers when God starts giving them influence. People start getting attached to this life. They start getting caught up with this life. 
this life starts to dictate to them who and where they should be, how they associate with people. Mm -hmm. It ought never to be like that. You are just like Jesus. You are not of this world. You are not of this world. Stop living like you're somebody of this world. Stop attachment. When you're attached to things, remember God wanted Abraham to prove his love by cutting his attachment to Isaac. Mm. <laughs> said, sacrifice Isaac to me. He said, what? Say, yeah, give me Isaac. So many of you who are trying to follow God, you are broke. Not because God doesn't want you to be rich. Is you attached to riches. He's waiting for you not to be attached. Yeah. Because if he gives it to you and you're attached, he has given you a license to go to hell. And he doesn't want you in hell. So he rather you struggle for the greater good. <laughs> then you have everything for your destruction. Mm -hmm. Did somebody hear me or maybe people missed that? Yeah, we hear you. So when the Bible says, thy will be done, it's talking about, it's not saying that the will of God will automatically happen on earth. It doesn't mean that. That's why you ought to know these things. Imagine if I sat here and I said, okay, now it's really hot in LA, especially where I live, it's extremely hot, right? Mm -hmm. Extremely hot. It's weird because we are up high, but it's hot. <laughs> but watch this, right? If I just sat here and said, okay, the AC was put there, so the one who built my house intended that the AC will be on when it's hot. Yeah. So I just sit here and say, make of the house thy will be done. Yet it's given me the remote to turn on the AC. <laughs> you know, the AC was created for me to be cold, so... Build that, thy will be done. <laughs> I will die of heat. <laughs> I will be drenched in sweat. Yeah. Because the one who created the, the AC, speaking of that, let me turn it on. Speaking of, uh, you, the one who created the AC, his intention was so that you can be cooled down when it's hot. Yeah. But he's not going to come and turn it on for you. Yeah. So when you're saying thy will be done, you're saying God do what you want to do. God already showed what he wants to do. He has already given you his intention for what he wants to be done. Mm. Are you going to make that will happen? Yeah. Because remember, it's not changing anything for him. So when people tell you what is yours is yours is the biggest lie. It's not <laughs> biblical at all. John is saying, Jesus is saying, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence take it by force. Life is about who is going to take it, not who is going to let his will happen. It's craziness. God wants you to be rich, right? Mm -hmm. But he's saying, uh, you sit there, you say, thy will be done. Let me become a millionaire, thy will be done. But you're sitting in your bedroom. God's intention is for no man or woman to be alone. Mm -hmm. You're beautiful, but you want to dress like Mother Teresa and just stay in your bedroom. Saying, God is going to give me the most amazing husband Ever. 
if you're not out there where somebody uh, go to church dress nice go to the library or whatever you do you go turn some necks i'm not saying dress like a suspect <laughs> but if you don't look good but you're saying it's god's intention for me to be married uh, you're playing yourself do you want this man to see you by vision <laughs> is he marrying a spirit for him to see you by vision <laughs> it <laughs> It doesn't work like that. <laughs> God's intention was for Esther to save her people. That was God's intention, right? Mm -hmm. To save her people. Yeah. So if Esther just stayed at home, look at the process they had to put all the girls through so that the king can pick one. Meaning she had to do a certain thing to be a wife right mm -hmm. the king had to do certain things to be a great husband or whatever the process is but you just want the will of god to happen <laughs> yet the will of god has already been revealed if somebody has revealed his will it means that he wants you to be positioned in order for it to happen yeah meaning do something because you already know what his intention is mm -hmm. but he's going not going to live your life for you it's up to you to live that life So I will say it again. Anyone who comes and tells you that what is yours is yours is deceiving you. Anyone who tells you that what belongs to you is yours is lying to you. Anyone who tells you if it's God's will then it's going to happen is lying to you. The will of God is already revealed through his word and by revelation. Amen. The question is are you going to go out there and position yourself for that will to happen or not? That's a whole different story now. Don't be a person who is in a house there is an AC unit. The builder of the house intended that the house will be cooled down every time it gets hot. But you sit in the house that is hot and you're saying, "Oh, builder of the house, thy will be done." Let the AC turn on. No, he gave you a remote. Turn it on mm. when it's hot. That's his intention. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody asked Prophet Lovi, how do you make God's will for healing in our lives happen? He's not God will not do any more than he did on the cross. The question is do you believe it to the extent that you can receive it? Is the question You know God is not going to do anything new. God is seated on the throne. Jesus is sitting down. God is resting. God is not working. He's not trying to do anything because he did everything. All we have to do is receive it. That is why it's important for you to understand the finished work of the cross. Somebody asked me recently, uh, prophet, can you give me a powerful healing scripture? There is no every scripture is powerful. The question is your is your faith equivalent to receiving what is what is provided? That is the question, not the scripture. The Lord said, "The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life." YouTube, are you there? There are no powerful prayers, you know. There's no powerful prayers. Prayers can be intense but they cannot be powerful. 
because there is only a powerful God who responds to prayer. Yeah. There is no powerful man of God. There is only a powerful God in man. That's why the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We all carry the same God, but we manifest him differently because of how much we believe in who is in us. That is the real question. Second, uh, John chapter 2, verse 15. John 2, 15. First John, first John. First John 2, 15. Amen. Mm -hmm. First John 2.15 mm -hmm. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Mm -hmm. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Are you getting it? Yeah. Read it one more time. First John 2.15 Yes. Love not the world. Yes, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world. If any man loves the world. The love of the Father is not in him. The love of the Father is not in him. So when you are attached to material things, you're telling God, I don't love you. And the love of God is not in you. So it's not just showing that you don't love God, but it shows that what is of God is not in you. And Bozo asked a question, Papa, please elaborate on your statement that God doesn't need us. Aren't we here as his hands to do his bidding? Uh, you, you answered yourself with that statement because if he is God, he won't need anything. The Bible says he created man for his pleasure. You are pleasure. <laughs> you are not a need. <laughs> Me and you are not a need. We are simply pleasure. He did it because he wanted to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody getting it? We're getting it. So the evidence that the love of the Father is in you is that you're obsessed with the Father. That is why Jesus our Lord said, I must be about my Father's business. I must be about my Father's business. Mm -hmm. It means that the love of the Father was what? In Him. If you're not consumed and obsessed with him more than you are your Instagram, your Facebook, your, your, your sleep, your job, your family, your children, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 12.2. Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. Amen. Romans 12, verse 2. Mm -hmm. 
and be not conformed to this world, but uh -huh. be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. One more time. Romans 12, verse 2. Mm -hmm. And be not conformed to this world. Meaning do not be transformed, do not become like the world. Uh -huh. But be ye transformed mm -hmm. by the renewing of your mind. So be transformed. So a disciple is consistently following, consistently being changed. But there are Christians who have conformed. You tell them, do that, don't do that. They'll say, shh, I'm only human. <laughs> They'll tell you, God is still working on me. No, God is waiting for you to work with him. Not to work on you. God has never started a project that he cannot finish. Mm -hmm. The Bible clearly says, he that started a good work within you, if that is not a good work that you're manifesting, it means he's not him. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, YouTube, are you there? <laughs> God is still working on me. <laughs> You're saying that God has no perfection in him. God is still working on me. <laughs> the most abused line in the world. Not knowing that this God working on you means that you are consistently being perfected. So if you're not displaying what God is working on, but you're showing the opposite, what you're basically saying is God has not reached this place yet. I'm stopping him from getting to this place. Perfection does not give an excuse. Perfection, if the perfection of God is in you, you say, you know what, I, I'm still learning. You won't blame it on God that he's still working. <laughs> the God that the Bible says in a twinkle of an eye you will be changed when he raises you up. But you're saying that that God is so slow, he's still working. <laughs> Mark wow. eight thirty six. Mark eight mm -hmm. thirty six. Yes. For what shall it profit a man mm -hmm. if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So gaining the world makes you what? Lose what? Your, Your soul. soul. But now you understand gaining the world does not mean accumulating wealth. It means attachment to wealth. Gaining the world does not mean you cannot have homes. Abraham had homes, he had wealth, but he was not attached to the world. The Bible says that he was seeking that place, that land that was not made by earthly hands. He was seeking a city that was made by the hands of God. He wanted the heavens. He wanted to be where God is. On the contrary, if you accumulate much, you can even be more spiritual because you don't have time to pray for things that you don't need. Mm -hmm. You pray, Lord, bless me, because you're still struggling. When you have everything that you ever need, 
what will your prayer point be? Will it not be intimacy? Will it not make room for you to be more intimate with God? Hallelujah. 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 So this is easy. Uh, uh, Maricia Ledger, God bless you. Elijah, Ledger, I believe. God bless you. God bless you. Um, number four. I want to go fast through this. Number four. Mm -hmm. Are you there? Number four. If you're there, just type fire. 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 Just a fire. Mark 8, 36. We read that, right? Yeah, we read that. Just a fire, just a fire, just a fire. A Christian, number four, a Christian must walk in righteousness. Now, here's where now people get confused. These two points that I'm going to speak about from here this two last one a righteous person is somebody that is standing right with God mm -hmm. that is what righteousness is that I am in good terms with who God I am in good terms with God I am in good terms with God I am in good terms with who? God. God. No human being can ever do anything to be in good terms with God. The only way to be in good terms with God is receiving the righteousness that is Christ Jesus. That's why the Bible says that Jesus is my righteousness. What does that mean? These two last points that I'm going to give you require to be, requires you to be a meditative Christian. A Christian that spends time in meditation for this to become a reality. Yeah. Because being a Christian is not just about prayer. It's about meditating. In fact, meditation is more than prayer. It's the highest form of prayer. This is why Joshua was told by the Lord God, Meditate on this word day and night. God did not tell him to fast like Moses. God did not tell him to pray like Moses. God told him to fast. In fact, I was talking to my son Richard Jones when we were driving. The Lord spoke to me, told me, write the book of meditation. And in this book, it's going to be too much. Let me not give it the details away because... Some, uh, some people might go and start doing some remix and deceive people. So I'll wait until I put it out. But it will cover aspects of spiritual and physical life. It will be, after that, you'll be a meditating Christian. So easy. I'm literally going to write a meditation manual. What people forget is this meditation thing is God's thing. It's not the world's thing. Um, but at least they are doing it even though they have perverted it. 
What about you? Who is a believer? You don't even know it. You don't even know. You just pray, worship, and go by your day, but you don't understand meditation. So, capture this. To receive Jesus as your righteousness, it means that because I have Jesus in me, I cannot displease God anymore because he is my righteousness. Because I have him, I can ask God anything boldly. I can go before God boldly and he will accept me because he's not seeing me, but he's seeing who? Jesus. Jesus is the only good that God will ever accept. Jesus is the only works, is the only one that produced works that are accepted by heaven. Okay. <laughs> Marco said, please don't delete. I just will delete. I actually will delete it. I said too much. Somebody said, I need CD of your teaching, Papa. I didn't know people still do CDs. That's deep. Huh? Yeah, we need to do CDs, huh? Mm -hmm. Bishop, are you going to mail them if we do some? Mm -hmm. I'll make that person specifically. Because a lot of people are online. But it's good to own something, eh? Kadabadabaya. Twabili bam bam. Are you catching what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it takes meditation because this is a rewiring of the mind. So a child of God ought to be righteous. But that righteousness is Christ Jesus himself. Number five. A Christian ought to be holy. So I'm going to ask a question. What does it take to be holy? You can answer in the comments. What does it take to be holy? What, is, what does it take to be holy? Daniel said, please don't delete. No, I'm asking, <laughs> what does it mean to be holy? Elijah Gail says, my brother, we will please save. <laughs> he said, what do you say? Please save for the prophetic Zoom group class before Papa deletes. That may be a good idea. Keep going. Obeying God and completely submitting. Somebody says walking with God, being his seed. Okay. What about Facebook? Let's see what Facebook is saying. 
Hmm. I want to show you something. Uh, uh. <laughs> e Uh, believing Jesus died for us, sacrificing your soul as an altar of worship. Hey, that's a deep one. Uh, obeying God. If God can't do it, then it just can't be done. Okay. Go to First Peter. First Peter chapter 1, verse 16. First Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. First Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Yes. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. So, some people are saying standing on the word of God, you know, having the mind of Christ, and all that good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. If God is holy, did God do anything to be holy? I'm asking a question. This is a serious question. YouTube, are you there? God is saying, I am holy, so be ye holy. So ask yourself a question. What did God do to be holy? Uh, Rambo, Rambo Guaza says, it is the nature of God to be holy. Holiness is the character of God. Huh. But remember, character can produce, it means it's a behavior, it means it's a doing. Mm -hmm. But God was holy before he started doing anything. Marco says he is, he is holy because he is God, the creator of holiness. No, re listen to the statement. God is saying, I am holy. If somebody, if I say I am Elia, I am saying, mm -hmm. I'm not identifying as Elia. It means that's who I am. That's my nature. When you see me, you see something called yeah. holy. Not because I have done anything, not because I have gone anywhere, but because what? I am. Somebody said, for God so loved the world. <laughs> <laughs> so God is saying, I am holy, so be ye holy. What does that really mean? <laughs> because as far as I know, God never did anything to be holy. So if he's telling you, I am holy. So if he's saying, I am holy, be ye holy. Is he really asking you to do something? 
Because there's nothing that has ever been done to be holy. You have to understand the word whole, holy, comes from the word whole. Mm -hmm. So when the Bible is saying, I am holy, so be ye holy. God is simply saying, be joined to me. <laughs> it has nothing to do with what you do, what, what you can do to become. No, there is nothing becoming like anything. It's to be joined with him, become whole within him, be joined to him. That's what holiness is. Mm -hmm. God never had to go and do anything to become holy. He just his. He is complete. He is one. So you ought to be one also with him in purpose mm -hmm. and in deed. When you walk in holiness, you don't even think about what God would do. You react to what God would do. Because you are joined with him. I thought I was helping some people. <laughs> you see, the problem is you have ideas of what it looks like, but it's not what, what it really looks like. Mm -hmm. Is somebody understanding this? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you stand right with God and you choose to join yourself with God, you enter into holiness. Because holiness has nothing to do with deeds. It's being in a state, it's, it's, it's a state of being. <laughs> This is Christianity made simple. YouTube, are you there? <laughs> Walking with God is so easy. That is why the angels cry, holy, holy, holy. Notice how many times do they say it? Three times. Mm -hmm. Holy, 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 God almighty. Why are they saying holy three times? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is one in mm. purpose. They are not three people with different purposes. Is one God manifested in three persons. Yeah. And those three persons within God, who is God, are one in purpose, in deed and in thought because it's one person. Yeah. You see, some of you, your soul, your spirit, and your flesh are wrestling with each other. Mm -hmm. You're not whole even within yourself. That is why some people we have, uh, that's why you find some people who, who are struggling with certain sins that the enemy has corrupted their mind. They embrace that and they enter into a false peace. Mm. Because at least they are accepting. You as a child of God, have you accepted your spiritual identity, your soul identity within Christ? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, 
I'm gonna give you maybe an hour or so to watch this again. I'm gonna pray for you, but uh, I'm not gonna keep it up because I said some things that some people might uh, take out of context, even though that's not what I'm saying. Uh, so I want you to go quickly and go to uh, prophetlovi.com and grab, grab, grab something with a five with the number five. Grab something with the number five and you're going to pray for the grace. Terry Johnson uh, messaged the office and Bishop Raywell will prepare how he's gonna ship you the CD. I'll get you as many CDs as you want. Grab anything with the number five, the number of grace. You're going to pray in a second. You're going to tell God that you want to enter into that grace to be completely a true disciple, that these graces will be within you, they will walk with you, that you will not depart from them. And I'm going to pray for you also. So uh, go quickly and do it. He's going to play something and then I'll be back and then we'll pray.
So let's pray together. Let's pray together. I want you to open your mouth and I want you to speak to God. I want you to speak to God and you're going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, give me that grace. Give me the grace. Give me the grace to be able to walk in light of your word. Open your mouth. Begin to pray. Father, I thank you for everyone that is watching. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for who they are and their desire and their passion to walk with you. I pray, O oh Lord, that you give them the grace to know you, to walk with you, and to comprehend who you truly are and the life you have ordained for those who follow you, those who are your disciples, whom the scriptures call Christians. Lord, we do not want to be Christians by title. We do not want to be Christians by association. We want to be the body of Christ. We want to become like him. We want you to transform us into you. We want to become part of you. We want to be in you. We want you to be in us. We want the life that we live in this world to be only a manifestation of you. I thank you, O oh Father, that you hear us and you hear everybody that is watching. Take away every condemnation.